American people stand firm in the faith which has inspired this nation from the beginning. We believe that all men have a right to equal justice under law and equal opportunity to share in the common good. We believe that all men have the right to freedom of thought and expression. We believe that all men are created equal because they are created in the image of God. From this faith, we will not be moved. Hello, God bless America, and welcome to the Freedom of Thought podcast. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Freedom of Thought is available on all your favorite podcasting apps. I thank you once and always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today, and I have two words for everybody. Merry Christmas. Yeah, here we are, the Christmas special for Freedom of Thought 2022, the Christmas special 2022 anyway, and then we'll have probably some kind of New Year thing going forward. We'll see. Um, (laughs) New Year's isn't nearly as important to me as Christmas, Uh, Thanksgiving or Easter. Those are kind of like the big three, July 4th, of course, as well, as a lot of us are patriotic Americans. So it's mostly kind of just want to just reflect on Christmas, its importance, this and that. Um, It's a special time of year that we all wait for. Uh, Up here in the Twin Cities area and probably most of the upper Midwest at this point, we will definitely have a white Christmas as, again, that's kind of a fun traditional thing, generally speaking, But and I enjoy it very much. I enjoy the tree. I enjoy the lights. You know, I mean, how, how do you not enjoy the lights driving around looking at Christmas lights. I, I could do that for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and not feel bored at all. Uh, some of you are probably different <laughs> and might think that's crazy. Some of you might think like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. There's nothing like the beautiful glass ornaments, the star on top, the angel on top, whatever it is. But um, obviously there's you know, people have different tastes of what type of lights they like, what type of tree they like. Some people, you know, have a, you know, obviously some of you have a house and you can have a real tree, but maybe you'll, some of you still elect to not have a real tree. Others like me living in an apartment uh, can't have a real tree. So it is what it is. I've always cherished the real tree because there's nothing like that incredible pine smell to go with everything else. The colors, the presents, everything, you know, the ornaments and all that. It's just a beautiful atmosphere that we all look forward to. At the end of the day, though, the most important thing about Christmas, of course, is the birth of Christ, our Savior. And that's what matters the most at the end of the day. Without Christ our Savior, there is no Christmas. There is no New Year. There's no Easter. (laughs) You know, there's no Thanksgiving. There's no July 4th. There's none of the above. So it obviously all starts with the Lord Jesus Christ, of course. So we celebrate him, his birth in, in this world. And the purpose as to why he came here, and that's to, of course, Give, give us eternal life and, and in a lot of ways to forgive us of our sins and heal us of our infirmities and all of that. Um, so that's kind of where, in a lot of ways, uh, Easter comes in play as well. As That's kind of like the other side of uh, his stay here, his uh, short stay here on this earth. But all the, all the good things he did while he was here and then went back to heaven. And of course, you know, is, is what he is and always has been, the Son of God. Um, so... That's obviously the main purpose of Christmas. It is fun to enjoy the lights, the trees, the presents, the the giving, the gift, uh, the giving, and and the you know, and yes, the receiving in terms of not like gimme gimme gimme, but more of like accepting somebody else's generosity. 
I think that matters too. Uh, because if you just kind of keep turning away somebody else's generosity, they're not going to feel good. That's that's not nice. You know, they're, they're going to feel rejected. They're going to feel hurt a little bit. So it's, a, it's kind of a team thing. I mean, they want you happy receiving what they're giving to you. So that also counts. It's kind of a team thing. You know, a quarterback isn't happy when the receiver doesn't catch the ball. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> it's like, especially if it's a perfect pass and the receiver just says, no, nah, I, I don't want it. Leave me alone. You know, why would that happen? Or not not even leave me alone, but no, that's okay. I appreciate your generosity, but I, I can't accept it, that kind of thing. So it's, it's a team game one way or another. Um, so that's kind of how that works. Of course, again, for me, obviously, the there's nothing like a fire in the fireplace, this and that. Unfortunately, my parents are older and they just don't want to deal with that. Even though I can offer to clean it up a hundred million times, they just keep saying no, keep saying no, keep saying no. So I'm lucky to at least be able to do a fire pit at times during the, uh, the warmer than this seasons anyway. Let's say maybe eight out of ten months out of the year, maybe I could do a fire pit outside. Outside of that, again, these actual colder like frozen type of months, you could say up in the upper Midwest, it's not really an option unless my parents want to let me come over and do a fire in the fireplace or so like on a Christmas, a Thanksgiving, or even a sometimes an Easter, but that's probably more of a fire pit type of day, or at least so we hope. There I go venturing off into crazy places. Um, again, though, I mean, it's all about the birth of Christ and how he literally came here to give us you know, to forgive us of our sins, to give us that option so the devil can't uh, prosecute us and, and take us to hell. That's ultimately why Jesus came and all of that. And, of course, hopefully at Easter time we'll talk more about uh, the other side of things there <laughs> after uh, yep, uh, what happened and all that, obviously the crucifixion and everything, So, and um, what Jesus did there. So, Hopefully I'll be able to do an Easter episode. I, I don't think I've ever officially done an Easter episode. I'm not necessarily any type of a preacher or anything, but, you know, I've, I've you know, read most of the Bible and all that. And I've obviously, you know, been in church for many years. So uh, at the end of the day, I'm more of like a, you could say I'm more of like a political host per se than an actual pastor or anything like that. I'm, I'm nowhere near being a pastor. But, I, I mean, back in the day, people didn't necessarily go to eight years of school or 12 years of school to be a pastor. They just, they just you know, read the word and preached the word. So, so some of that, I think, gets to be a little bit much, too. But then again, that's my opinion, and maybe you would strongly disagree with that. <sighs> with that said, though, again, it looks like Christmas outside, at least around here. Those of you who might be in a warmer climate, some of you, most of you are probably in a colder climate. That's my guess at least from what I've seen from the demographics. Some of you are in California, of course, again. Yes, <laughs> Livia, I'll give you a shout-out. Hello, Livia. So, <laughs> um, some of you are in warmer climates. Some of you are in colder climates. Uh, I also had a question coming in, too, but I'll get to that in a little bit when I maybe kind of get into the mailbag. Donna Aspinwall, locally here. Um, so, really nice to hear from her. I believe she's in Coon Rapids, right? I, I, uh, Champlin, Champlin, almost like getting them all mixed up. Yeah, the, the different suburbs and all that. Yep, Champlin. They used to be in Brooklyn Park, actually super close to where I lived for a short time in Brooklyn Park. Uh, close enough anyway. Not super close. Kind of like, yeah, not as not as far uh, west, I guess we'll say. So at the end of the day, Christmas though, again, I mean, it'd be nice to hear people's Christmas memories. 
it'd be nice to get more interaction from people. I mean, the more interaction I can get on this show, the better to talk about Christmas, talk about Thanksgiving, July 4th, Easter, you know, uh, and just in general, like frustrations with what's going on out there. I remember back in, uh, I think it was back in the spring when I was inactive, or was it early summer, uh, Mark Carlson posted a heck of a lot of stuff. That was during all that trucker situation in Canada when uh, Trudeau just went full-on dictator. That was stupid. So, I mean, that was some complete nonsense, what he did. And, um, yeah, like, uh, Mark Carlson posted so much stuff, and then I wasn't doing the show uh, a lot during that time. was kind of tied up with things, and I, I felt so bad. But at least I was able to get caught up with it later on. Hopefully that didn't uh, frustrate Mark at all. A- apparently also as well, like, Facebook has been really weird, like Meta or whatever the heck it's called, and Twitter as well, even in the Elon Musk time. But the Twitter thing started a while back. Uh, Purple Mafia, the Purple Mafia podcast I do, the Twitter account for that one, I swear, has been shadow banned. It doesn't gain followers. It just sits there. And that's unusual. Usually people kind of come and go sometimes. Certain people on, you know, on Twitter, Facebook. And then on Facebook at times, it would just say, can't post, can't post, can't post, can't post, can't post. It's extremely weird. So not really sure what to make of that. And Mark ran into something weird saying he couldn't post or something from what I heard, and I have no idea what's happening. I hope it's not one of those weird situations where maybe I was looking on the app or something, and my phone was kind of freezing, lagging, you know, apps do that sometimes, especially stupid ones like Meta Business Suite, whatever, for these Facebook pages, and if I accidentally banned him or something, I couldn't have, though. Like, why would I ban him? (laughs) But I know know his post showed up um, recently, so I'm not sure what would cause that, if it's just some jackass somewhere like playing around with people that he doesn't agree politically with wouldn't surprise me. Um, So again, I apologize to Mark in a big way in case something stupid like that was going on. Um, Again, deeply apologize for that. (sighs) Deeply apologize for that. Uh, Yeah, but no, I'd, I'd like to hear more and more people's Christmas memories. I mean, going back to, say, 1988, 1989, you know, it's Christmas into New Year, so to speak, 88, 89. That's when we first got our NES. That was a very memorable Christmas. Uh, going way back to like 84, I think that's my most personal, uh, personal, my most memorable Christmas. I believe I was, I, I had turned five years old in July of 84. So then it was like 84 into 85. To me, I think that's my most memorable Christmas if I'm getting the year correctly. It could have been 83, 84 or 85, 86, but I'm pretty sure it was 84, 85. I finally got my first little clock cute little clock because as a a youth I was obsessed with clocks and staring at the time I kind of still am I think I am because I am constantly staring at the time like 141 you know and you know it's on every laptop it's on every phone uh it's on your cable box it's uh, sometimes it's even on your tv (laughs) it's crazy and I you know I I do find myself still staring at it just maybe not with the same obsession and interest that I had many years ago when I was a kid so when I got this cute little blue Crayola uh, Crayola clock, and it was a real clock that just took a AA battery. That was a very special time, and if I remember correctly, that was the same Christmas where we had those awesome, like, uh, bubbling ornaments on the tree. They, they, they kind of look like candles, but it's like, a, you know, that bubbling, maybe like they're like miniature little lava lamps, you could say. Tiny little things. You've probably seen them many times at uh, Menards and such, and other places where they may sell decorations, like more interesting decorations like that. But the tree had a bunch of them on, and it was so cool. 
I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I, I just, you know, and I, when I think back about that, I, I get emotional because I just wish I could go back to that time again and see that again and be that young again. It would be so awesome, to, to, you know, the innocence of it all. And there was just something so special about it. And I remember staring at those all like crazy. And oh, my mom kept saying, you know, it's time for bed, time for bed, time for bed, time for bed. Because my mom could be a real stickler about things, especially like bedtime when we were little and all that. So it was just, oh, it was so sad because I wanted to keep staring at it as a kid. So, I mean, like right now, I'm staring at Christmas lights right in front of me. The tree is right in front of my setup here. And then it's a fun way to do it right in front of my setup, just like the TV. You got Sweden and the United States playing against each other right now on uh, NHL Network. I'll be doing Brave the Wild tomorrow, so that'll be fun. That'll be the most, uh, yeah, that's the World Championship. It's live. Yep, uh, Junior, yeah, World Junior Championships. That's what I thought, pre-tournament, so it's like early, obviously. But that's what, this is fun where a lot of people enjoy a lot of the stuff and the, a lot of the wild prospects can be in there all over the place, so it's always very enjoying, uh, enjoyable, enjoyable part of me. But I'm always going to talk about that 1984 and 1985 Christmas, so basically Christmas 1984 as my most memorable uh, 88 again, major, major one, getting the NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. To think, that was only four years later. It was like a lifetime later, considering how young and innocent I was in 84. Compared to 88, yeah, I'm like young and innocent, sure, but I'd been in school for years. I was like a third grader already, right? So, it's pretty crazy. And, you know, I'd, I've, I'd had friends and enemies already by then, but in 84, I didn't have enemies. I didn't really know what an enemy was. That's how long ago we're talking and, of course, a very wonderful president had been reelected, But little did I know much of anything back then. I'd probably heard the name as a kid, just hearing the name Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan. But he had been reelected in a landslide. It was kind of funny and sad, though, which freaking state out of all the states voted for... Uh, uh, <laughs> voted for the, uh, the Democrat in that case, which was, uh, you know, it, it just totally figured how... <laughs> <laughs> of all the states that didn't vote for Ronald Reagan, it was Minnesota. And they asked him, what would you like for Christmas? Like, we've heard that saying. And he said, Minnesota would have been nice. So it's just kind of funny when you think about that. And, of course, the guy was from Minnesota, Walter Mondale. So, I mean, it is what it is. And he even ended up running for senator much later in his life. I guess Norm Coleman, right after uh, Paul Wilson had tragically died in a plane crash. Everybody's always wondering what happened there. That's kind of crazy how that could just randomly happen. But... Uh, no idea. No idea if something went wrong, I guess. And I don't know. Paul Wellstone was a very liked individual and, you know, not somebody I would vote for because of his politics, but very nice person. I've heard nothing but good things about him as a person, but now that's like 20 years ago already. Um, but that was like Walter Mondale's kind of last hurrah, replacing, uh, you know, having to, uh, re replacing, jumping in and replacing Paul Wellstone after he had tragically died. And then Norm Coleman won that Senate seat for that time, eventually lost to Al freaking Franken, which none of us understand what the heck is going on other than just picking, you know, an idiot like that to be a, to be a senator. Not that Norm Coleman was this spectacular guy. He was kind of a rhino. He was kind of a rubber stamper. He was just, I don't know, he was okay. And he would certainly deny anybody that would have any type of idea outside of the mainstream media as a black helicopter talk. So... Norm Coleman didn't exactly win me over in the end either, but, you know, I mean, I'd sure take him over Al Franken any day of the week, so I think anybody would, to be quite frank. Um, Frank, Frank, Franken, yuck. Oh, 
<laughs> Yuck City. Um, when did Christmas start to kind of get feel watered down to me? Maybe by the late 90s, early 2000s. It just felt a little bit more watered down each year. By the 2000s for sure. I'll never forget, probably the most depressing Christmas was the year my brother got married because that basically took over Christmas. There was no tree. There was not a whole lot. Yeah, there were presents and stuff, but there was no tree or anything. My parents were too busy helping my brother get ready for their wedding, which took place at basically, you know, at the beginning of January, but we had to do all this other stuff along the way. Actually, I believe it was in December, 01. It was uh, 01 into 02, so kind of depressing that there was no Christmas. And then... Uh, 0203 was also depressing because I just moved out to St. Louis Park right around that time in December. So we didn't really get to enjoy much of a Christmas that year either. I, I don't know if my parents even put up a tree that year. So it was like really weird. Then 03, finally they had one again. That was nice. But by then, Christmas wasn't really... It, you know, that's the sad part. You get a little older. You have more responsibilities and this and that. And... I don't know, it just feels watered down. That's the sad part. And of course, just as the years go by, everything seems to be less interesting, less fun, this and that. But at least you still can have the memories. You still can put up your own tree now as, as an adult all these years later, you know, every year and as early as you want because it's your house, it's your apartment, it's your house or apartment, whatever it is. <laughs> Some of you wait until really late. Some of you put it up in, you know, November 1st. I'm the type, maybe I'll put it up around either Black Friday or the week before. That's what I'd like to try to do, uh, generally. And then enjoy it until God knows. <laughs> I try not to leave it up too late, but sometimes you get lazy and it goes into January quite a ways. But usually by the end of January, it's down. <laughs> because it doesn't really have that same feeling. Once Christmas is over, you look at the tree, it's like, yeah, it looks pretty and everything. But, you know, it's out of season now, unfortunately. Now it's January, whatever that is. Um... I guess football playoff season, I guess that's all it really is. Basically postseason football. And that's about it. Other than, oh, New Year, Happy 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 New Year. That's the part I don't like is everybody's obsessed with Happy New Year. And of course, no matter how many times you can tell somebody Merry Christmas, they'll say Happy Holidays back to you as if, oh no, I can't do that. Can't do that. It's against the law. So even though it's absolutely not against the law, um, so many people I know or they work in with the public, it's like, it's just basically forbidden to say Merry Christmas, even though it really isn't. It's like an unwritten BS rule. Um, I've heard some people getting threatened over it, though, like you'll get in huge trouble or something, which I would be like, seriously, we can't say that. <laughs> so it's, uh, <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, would you tell a Jewish person to not say Happy Hanukkah? Like, you know how bad, you know how bad that would look? So why is telling a Christian... Uh, not bad. I mean, why is it not bad to tell a Christian to not say Merry Christmas? So, sorry. Um, this is a this country was founded on Christianity, like it or not. This country was founded on Christianity. So, sorry. Uh, to me, I think saying Merry Christmas should be a hundred percent okay at the end of the day. So again, I mean, it'd be nice to hear people's Christmas memories. You can still post them. I mean, why not? At the time I'm recording this and releasing this. On the 21st of December, there's still plenty of time before Christmas. So please, 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 facebook.com forward slash freedom of thought 1776 at freedom of thou on Twitter. Uh, the gutter account, I keep forgetting because I just do. <laughs> I don't use that one as much as I should because that's probably better than Twitter, even though Twitter has improved a little bit. 
but now you're hearing back and forth about Elon Musk um, possibly stepping down. I mean, I don't know what to think of that guy. <laughs> I really don't. Generally, I like him. I appreciate him and all that. You know, he reinstated Trump, but then Trump doesn't want to come back. He's on his own thing now, so it is what it is. There's a lot of companies that are basically copied Twitter with similar things. They even have check marks, but like they're orange or red or something, or or gold or whatever the heck it is. Um, the Getter account. Why is it not showing? Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's it's here, somewhere, and I apologize for my ignorance here, at the time. Because I have to rearrange things here. I uh, and I also have learned something new about how you can uh, interact with the show. I'll get to that in about ten seconds. The actual Getter account, yes, Free Thought seventy six seventy nine, at Free Thought seventy six seventy nine. And of course, you'll see it in the show description anyway. But there's also another interesting thing that's kind of come around with uh, Anchor. You can actually ask questions on there. I believe it's on Spotify. So that would be like. Well, I shouldn't say Android users only because Apple can have Spotify as well. So if you're a Spotify person, you're able to use Spotify, you can actually ask questions on there or comment, interact with individual episodes, apparently. And my friend Donna Aspenwall, as I mentioned earlier, who I've known for many years, going back to about 2004, right? Yeah, April 2004. I still remember the month, yeah. April 2004, when I started working in... uh, in the service industry again. I kind of <laughs> came back to the service industry for a while, probably longer than I should have. Um, she she left very shortly after that to work in uh, Toyota, if she's okay with me saying that, <laughs> hopefully. Um, let's just say it was a better job. It was. <laughs> it was a better job than the other service job. But um, on here, you can actually ask questions. It gives you an option on Spotify, which is really cool. So Donna asks, Hi, Knowing the Dems will keep Senate control, do you think uh, K. Cinema <laughs> leaving the D to become an independent will make any difference? Yep, well, see, I'd looked her up and kind of thought it over and all that. Um, see, at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, I, I think it helps being she's from Arizona, especially in a place that is so, you know, it, it's it's one of the, you could say, one of the hotbeds uh, politically right now, or one of the, what do they call that word? You could say like it's a, uh, uh, almost like a tinderbox politically right now. And of course the K that she abbreviated was uh, Christian Cinema. I don't know if it's had to be, uh, had to be uh, abbreviated or something. Spotsy 78 exclamation point. Yep, she's my brother's age basically. So a little bit older. Um, but yeah, Christian uh, Cinema, she's a little bit older as well, 76. She's closer to my wife's age. So my, yes, my wife's older than me. I might be kind of weird. Tucson, Arizona. So, of course, again, an important uh, situation here where she has left the Democrat Party to be an independent. And I think, well, it's better leaving the Democrat Party to be an independent than, say, leaving the Republican Party to be a Democrat or an independent or something as well. Um, So, I mean, it doesn't mean she's this spectacular conservative or anything, but it does mean she's disgusted with the Democrat Party. I think that's encouraging. And again, in a tinderbox like Arizona, maybe you can have somebody who's not biased politically that can help truly find what's going on there in Arizona because it's been multiple times here with the whole Trump election and now most recently with the uh, 2022 elections, the midterms and all that, lots of crazy stuff going on and particularly in Arizona with the gubernatorial race, Katie Hobbs and Carrie Lake. A lot of people believe, including Carrie Lake, that there was some foul play going on especially when you look at a situation, only 17,000 votes basically separating the two. 17,000, 
216. That's almost nothing. And it just reeks of, like, some that Katie Hobbs and, you know, her party, obviously, that uh, dumped a lot of uh, fake ballots in the pool. And I wouldn't doubt that they did. They, they had to have. Uh, Biden's election is the biggest fraud of all time, obviously. There's no reason that Joe Biden should be president. Absolutely none. Uh, how, I mean, seriously, he was like the weakest candidate you could ever imagine, pretty much. Uh, in any normal, sane election, any sane election on this planet, it would have been like Reagan all over again. It would have been Ronald Reagan all over again. Even if you're not the biggest Trump supporter of all time, he's better than Biden. I'm sorry, he's way better than Biden. Like, Biden can hardly talk. Uh, he's nuts, obviously. He doesn't represent anything other than garbage, basically. And, and look at and look what he's done, by the way. How could this country still vote Democrat, other than, of course, again, some some really, uh, basically some, some really weak uh, Republican candidates as well. That didn't help, I'm sure. Some weak Republican candidates. And, of course, a very evil, crooked <laughs> top of the Republican Party when you look at the Mitch McConnells and such that have done nothing good for the Republican Party whatsoever. All they care about is being able to have their, basically, their unlimited credit card. That's basically what it is. It's a blank check. It's an unlimited credit card that a lot of the rhinos have along with these evil Democrats that just want to, you know, rob the taxpayers as much as possible until they die of old age and then pass it on to their, their next generation and so on and so forth. And maybe their chosen, you know, rhino of choice or crooked Democrat of choice, whatever they, the whoever they may be. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I do hope, though, that the, uh, <clears throat> that that uh, cinema uh, change over from Democrat to independent could could help. I mean, it's better than nothing. It's it's better than nothing. So we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, it'll help generate some honesty out there, uh, heading in the right right uh, direction there. So again, lots of depression and frustration all over the freaking country with all of that. And will we ever get a fair election again? Will we ever get an honest election again? We may never know. At the end of the day, uh, and then the whole Brittany Griner thing. I for, I think I talked about this on the last episode. And I put a little meme or whatever out there. Gerald String, like Gerald String out of Nebraska. He was saying, if Brittany Griner don't come out like this from now on, send her back. And basically, was like, yeah, a guy, a baseball player, standing with the American flag wrapped on like a, like a cape. Like, yeah, it's all about America. Yeah, if she doesn't come back like that, send her back. Because it's like she doesn't appreciate it, doesn't care at all. And then you consider who, you know, got left there instead. It's super depressing. And who was given back to uh, to Russia? So like 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 uh, basically like a huge weapon, uh, huge weapon lord basically. So kind of scary, uh, kind of scary situation. Like kind of like a mob leader basically. So <laughs> it's pretty scary when you think about how that all basically came about. Other than that, any closing thoughts that I may have? Again, just appreciate the season, enjoy the season. Never be afraid to say Merry Christmas. And again, encourage your friends, relatives, colleagues to keep saying Merry Christmas. Unless, of course, they're the happy holidays type, no matter what, then there's almost nothing you can do there. They're kind of brainwashed into the system uh, with only God can help them. At the end of the day, I'd say basically pray for them when it comes to that kind of situation. Otherwise, Merry Christmas to all of you. And we'll probably come back in a week or so. That's my guess. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to get a show out before the uh, the new year, and we'll have a brief conversation about that, and, or maybe some other news. Oh, there was other stuff I wanted to get to, um, where now Democrats are uh, blaming Republicans for the uh, 
they're blaming Republicans for the border crisis, particularly Kamala Harris and such. You're kidding, right? Like how? How could it possibly be like that? Was it where you were supposed to have the door open the whole time, basically, during the Trump administration, and then maybe uh, there wouldn't be a border crisis? No, the border crisis was created, you know, it's kind of been an ongoing thing, but it was created when Biden kind of really, like, escalated it, we'll say, when Biden said, when I get elected, surge the border, basically. Like, he said it. He said it. There's nobody that can that can tell you he didn't. He can't take it back. He said it. Surge the border. He wants them all to surge the border from their oppressed situation in their country, this and that. Is their country that much worse? Is it that bad? I mean, why? Why? You know, why do you have to come here illegally and, like, force your way through? It's unbelievable that this kind of thing is happening. And, again, we have Biden and Kamala Harris to thank. They don't give a damn about the whole trouble and the whole situation and the really crooked uh, people trafficking, the trafficking that's going on, children trafficking that's going on. They don't give a damn. They never go to the border. They just pretend like, they, like they're involved. And then Kamala Harris basically laughs and cackles. That's basically what she's been known to do. But it's Republicans' fault. It's Republicans' fault. It's kind of like a player in the NFL that clearly steps over the line when the quarterback is calling out the play and says, oh, no, he, he did it, he did it. You know, it's just stupid. But it's like obviously 10 times worse than that when you consider what's really going on in the world compared to a football game. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's disgusting. Um, and the sad truth is I you can't even believe how many people would listen and believe Kamala Harris right now when she'd say something like that. Well, of course it's Republicans' fault. Based on what, though? It's like, answer. <laughs> answer based on nothing. It's just a load of crap to try to deceive you. And incredible how many people will still be deceived by such utter nonsense. With that said, Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you heading into the new year. Until then, God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Music